Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hello and welcome to a bit of a podcast or a vodcast if you're watching on the online community a special. We are in the middle of our Our House series and we thought we would just grab some time together uh, to talk about and go a little bit deeper into one of the topics. And so today we've got Leon and we've got Jane and you've got myself, Andy Hancock, um, who are going to just unpack about Our House Has Conflict because Jane, on Sunday you're talking about life is better together and about how we're relational. With that comes conflict and comes frustration. And we are all going to fall out at times. And we have all fallen out with each other at times and had conflict, <laughs> although we're not going to reveal that today. Um, but I just want to open it up first before we get into the meaty stuff. Surely we've had some daft conflicts in our time. For me, as youth pastor, I found myself in the middle of teenage dramas and I was like, how have I ended up in this situation? Leon, as a lead pastor, there must have been some daft conflicts that you found yourself in. Yeah, plenty, Andy, to be honest. I mean, often they can be around things like music. But actually, I remember as a kid being brought up in the Salvation Army and experiencing somebody else in conflict around music. And it ended up with a disagreement between two fellas in the band, the brass band. And it ended up with someone wrapping his trombone around the head of somebody else. And I just remember as a young person, I'm not sure this is the Jesus way to handle conflict. Um, But yeah, it it kind of stuck in my mind, really. We can get let our emotions get the better of us when it comes around to things like music and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Jane, you must, I mean, you've been doing youth work for years you've got a crazy staff team you must have been involved in some some strange <laughs> conflicts I think when he when I was thinking about about that question actually reflecting on myself because I can get involved in some of the daftest conflicts yeah. um I remember Russ and I hadn't been married very long and um I, I really took to heart that don't go to bed angry you know if you're upset with somebody and I was really upset with him and I remember storming off downstairs and going, I'm going to sleep downstairs. I can't, it was ever something stupid, like he left his pants on the floor or something. I don't know, something like that. And I stormed off and I thought, he's going to come and get me. He's going to come and get me. And you know, he never, he let me, left me freezing downstairs because he was walking in the bed. But it because he said, like, I knew he'd come back to resolve it. And I think it's that, it's like, what are the things that we actually take a friend's over and then we, then we multiply them and, and magnify them, actually. Do you know, it was, it was at a loss then, me, because I was freezing to death downstairs while he was upstairs in the duvet. But, um, but yeah, I think it's the ones I've been involved in that have been the daftest when I look back. Mm. Yeah, I think some of the daftest things I've, like thinking about home, it's like how the dishwasher's stacked or how the how the washing's been hung out on the line. They're the kind of things that that I find myself getting into, like getting wound up about. And I'm like, this doesn't matter. Um, which is just, you just waste your time on things like that, don't you? I mean, you know, you, you are, Jane, on Sunday talking about um, life is better together. And surely if life is better together, then we shouldn't have conflict or is conflict inevitable for us in our day-to-day relationships? I think conflict is part of natural life. Um, you know, we're never, ever going to agree on everything. We're going to have different opinions. Um, the problem comes when our opinions are never open to challenge and open to change. Um, and, and so I try and make somebody think like I think or want what I want or, you know, go go around getting it in a way that I think it should be got. I think it's part of normal life. I think it's how we respond to 
when we disagree and when you've got a different opinion to me or when you don't do something the way that I would do it. That's the important question for me, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it is inevitable because we're human. And I, and I think, you know, when humans interact with one another, you know, wounded people wound people, hurt people hurt people. You can go on broken people can mm. break people. You know, there's and I think it's just that reality that we're all hurt and wounded and broken and human. And so therefore conflicts never. But for me, healthy conflict is a good thing. I think so often churches feel that conflict is a bad thing. Healthy conflict is a good thing. I think it causes us to grow. Our yeah. character becomes more and more like Jesus. I mean, if it wasn't for frustrating people in our life, how would we learn patience and you know long suffering and, and all of that kind of stuff? So I think healthy concept, conflict is a good thing and conflict is inevitable. And I think we just need to wise up to that and then deal with it really well. Mm. I think I think it's as well, we look at things in different ways and we're wired differently. Mm. So like I was reflecting on like why I need the kitchen tidy before I go to bed. It's not because I like being tidy. It's because I know in the morning I'm the one that gets up and helps the kids have their breakfast. And I know if the kitchen is tidy, I can control that environment more because how I'm wired is for control. And so I want to control the variables and make sure that there's nothing that could go wrong. It's not that I'm hygienic or clean. And so when I'm frustrated that the kitchen's not tidy, it's because of this. And Laura's maybe looking at me going, but it doesn't matter. We're going to bed now. Like, and and it's like, you look at things. If I was to hold up a beach ball and, you know, I'm looking at it from this angle, I would say, well, well, the beach ball is red, blue, and white. And you would go, well, no, from my angle, the beach ball is yellow and, and white. And it's like, well, we're looking at it from different angles. And so we're seeing the same thing, but from different angles. And so, the way that we're wired can cause conflict because we're just seeing things in different yeah. in different ways and from yeah. different and different angles. Are there other reasons why conflict is inevitable? Jane? Um, I, th- I think I think it's because there's such diversity in the human race and yeah. um and I think God has made us that way. Um, I think Leon is right. Um, sometimes when we have some friction with each other, it can allow us to grow, allow us to see things from other, other people's perspectives. We can see through different lenses. Um, I think it's part of the fallenness of man, to be honest. Yeah. You know, when when we had the separation from God, this was part of the stuff that came in, you know, um, and we've been striving for peaceful and calm and togetherness ever since. Um, and I think probably as as a Christian, the only way that actually I can handle conflict healthily when I choose to put myself under that divine interaction is is to do is to do it through, you know, the, the example of Jesus. Really, I know that sounds really over spiritual and really, you know, sort of ah, oh, you know that. But but it's true because if I handle conflict completely humanly, I get it so so wrong, mm-hmm. so so wrong because my desires and my um, values to come to the surface rather than seeing it through through the lens the lens of Jesus and how he would want me to handle this. And I think probably in a church environment more so, I mean you guys would know more than me, you know, trying to mediate through and trying to see through people's different lens and different perspectives whilst holding, you know, God's absolutes as a as a value yeah. is really challenging in itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me the other thing that's absolutely true. I think the other thing about the inevitability is because that there's I always think in conflict there's a thing beneath the thing. 
In other words, whether it's like, you know, in the church context, oh, the music's too loud or this or that or that or whatever, it's not, that's not really the thing. There's a thing beneath the thing. Mm -hmm. There's emotion, there's pain, there's hurt, there's fear. There's, there's usually, and I think for me, that's the inevitability broken as humanity. And that's where I think when God brings us together is to try and help us with our brokenness. Yeah. And you only, you only help, you only get health and wholeness when you deal with the brokenness, you know? So it's not just looking at the thing. It's looking at what's the thing beneath the thing. I mean, sometimes people, I've known people in such strong conflict and I'm like, really, you're in conflict at that level of intensity about this issue. And it's not about that issue. It's mm. about the thing beneath the thing, whatever that is. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask about, you know, what are some of the common causes of conflict? I was thinking back to, you know, um, some content I heard Andy Stanley talk about, about, you know, where, where you leave the toothpaste or how you stack the dishwasher are not marriage problems. They're just people mm. problems. And actually marriage problems are, are much deeper about what's the yeah. thing beneath the thing. Yeah. And, and I suppose that's what yeah. I was saying about, about you know, the, the, the kitchen being tidy at night. It's actually, it's not about the kitchen being tidy. It's about yeah. my need for control. Yeah. And so where do, I, where do I see that need for control and where do I just need to let go of stuff? Yeah. And, and, and how's that coming out? What, what are some of the other common causes of conflict that you see, Leon, maybe in and around church life or not just in marriages, but in, in amongst staff teams, people will be listening to this, yeah. thinking about their workplace environments as well? Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned Andy Stanley. He he was in our church in in June and did a brilliant session where he talked about um, you know some of the conflicts and and he does this thing where he talks about the difference between ex experience and expectations. So we have an expectation of another person, and then we have an experience, and there's often a gap in the middle of that, and it's what we choose to put in the gap. Mm -hmm. It's the story we tell ourselves about why there's a gap. Oh, Jane, you said you were going to do that. That was my expectation. But my experience was you did this, so then there's a gap. So what I choose to put in the gap is often the source of conflict. If I assume the best, ask questions rather than make accusation, then often that gap can get shrunk and I can realize, oh, the reason that I experienced that in that way was because this happened for Jane. It wasn't the story that I told myself at all. It was something else. And I think there's a lot of that, and 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 we're all we're all guilty, if that's the right word. I know I am as well about mm -hmm. filling that gap way too soon, you know, yeah. with the wrong answer. I, th I think I can quickly become kind of the person that forgot to do something to the person that never does that. That's right. That's right. You know, and that, and that's a real escalation really yeah. really quickly in our heads. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you you didn't put the car keys back. Well, you, you never do what is, what you say you're going to do. Um, and that becomes then a personal slur rather than just, just an activity or a behaviour that can be challenged yeah. and then and then corrected, if I can use that term. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I suppose people listening will be going, but the, they've proved to me time and time again that I shouldn't fill that gap with trust. And I, yeah. I do you know, thinking about being late is a really common one that people fall out about and there's conflict over. Like, and they go, but they're always late. And so I will I will always fill that gap with they're late because they don't care, yeah. because they're always late. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, how do we constantly fill that gap with trust when they've shown a reason not to be trusted? Yeah. I think I think one of the things is that we, you know, we want to be understood. 
but actually the Bible talks about understanding, seek to not to be understood, but to understand is the St. Francis of Assisi prayer. But that's based on 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 Jesus' teaching, really. Rather than you be understood, try and understand. So if someone's constantly late, it's trying to understand why. Do you know what I mean? And maybe there's things going on in their world or their culture or their background or their values that are different from mine. That doesn't mean they're right or wrong. It just means that they're different. And I mean, there are some things, you know, that that, that are more black and white. I get that. But I think it's that kind of, can I try to understand you? Do you know what I mean? Which is why I think in conflict, it's always really good when you're in conflict to ask questions rather than make accusations. You know, when when you did this, I experienced this this way. Can you help me understand why that was or do you know rather than a, you always do this you know i think i think the trying to understand rather than just to be understood is really important and really biblical yeah and well, i think miscommunication comes into that doesn't it as well guys you know we're actually we can all hear the same thing but interpret it very very differently yeah and then sometimes our behaviors come off the back of well actually no that's what i heard you say but that isn't what i meant or what i intended and so i think sometimes we can be really unclear about what what is being asked of us, yeah. Uh, and so, and that's a response of me to ask, for, you know, to actually, re, you know, reflect back to actually, is this is this what you're asking me to do? Is this what you're expecting of me? Yeah. You know, don't just don't assume. Like there was that example that you know about if you have somebody who wants to say um, work on the kids thing but doesn't turn up at eight o'clock in the morning, like you know, is there, is there a reflective piece there about actually why that is and actually can we put something in that and makes it okay for that person because they've heard something but but they've misinterpreted what, what the meaning of that is. So I think miscommunication is a huge, huge yeah. starter mm. for 10 really with, around yeah. conflict. Miscommunication is massive, Jay. I, I would say like what that's one of the most common things and I think like now we live in a world where actually we don't say that much to each other face-to-face but we yeah, write a yeah. lot of things down. Yeah, and, yeah. and when you write stuff down, it's easy to read between the lines. Yeah. I, I, can, I can send a text message saying, thanks very much for that, mate. And you can read it, thanks very much for that, mate, or thanks very much for that, mate. Yeah. Like, mm. it depends how you're receiving yeah. it. And, and Yeah, and, and you, you can't read tone when it's written down in a text message yeah. or, or a Facebook post yeah. or a comment or a reply on Twitter. Like, you can't read tone. And that's what... I, I probably overuse emojis because I'm like, can you do this, please? Smile, smile, smile. So they know that I'm not, they know that I'm not saying it in a nasty way. But I think yeah, yeah. that that miscommunication and and crossed lines as well. Where and I think like mm-hmm. as as a as a manager and a leader of people, I've seen conflict caused by my like inability to communicate well. Where two people have thought they were responsible for the same thing. And they've yeah. stepped on each other's toes because I didn't communicate to both of them. This person is in charge, or this person, or yeah. both thought the other was doing it, and so nobody did it. Yeah. And then I'm like, why? Why has nobody done it? And they're like, well, because we didn't know who. And so miscommunication is a massive cause of conflict. And yeah. um, Leon, just moving us into then, like, how do we, yeah. how do we avoid and address? Let's focus on how do we address conflict. Yeah. Okay, I, I want to talk about it in the context of us being Christians in a Christian community. Okay, but I think these principles for us as followers of Jesus, they work out in the workplace, they work out everywhere. Jesus talks really clearly in, in Matthew in two little parts. In Matthew 5, he talks about, you know, if, if you're going to go to the altar to an act of worship and your brother has something against you, 
then 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 you go and and deal with it. But then in Matthew eighteen, he says, if you've been hurt by somebody, you go to them. So it, it looks like it's contradictory. In other words, if you've been hurt, you go, or if you've hurt, you go. I think what Jesus is saying is that if you have conflict with another person, the responsibility is for you, whether you're in the right or not, whether you did it or not, whether it was done, the responsibility is for you to go. And if both of us take that on board, we should meet each other on the journey. Do you know what I mean? I know I've got something. Okay, so I think Jane's, I think I've upset Jane. I'm not quite sure why. So I'm going to go to Jane. Jane says, Leon's really upset me. I'm going to go to him. And we meet each other on the journey. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing. You go to them directly. And so many people and so many Christians, it frightens me a little bit, still don't do this. They go and tell everybody else about the conflict. So I go and tell you, Andy, about what Jane's done to me. But that's completely unbiblical. And it just escalates the conflict. And it draws yeah. somebody else in to something that they shouldn't be drawn into. So for me, if you go to that person, you go with a spirit of reconciliation. I don't just want, Jane, you to understand what you, you know, me, I want to understand you and I want to resolve this tissue between us because unity, in the, you know, as Christians is, the, is a vitally important value. So I think for me, that's the first thing that you've got to go directly to the person. I'd agree. I think that's just brought something up in my mind, actually, about what we are doing when we don't do that. Is, is like that we're looking for evidence to prove that my side yeah. of the story is right. Yeah. So I, because I want someone to go, yeah, Leon, that was really wrong of him to do that to you. So it yeah. reinforces that I'm in, in a position of, of the right one and you're yeah. automatically the wrong one. And I yeah. just think that's made me think about that, about how many times is that why we do that? Because we just want to justify our own feelings rather than actually talking to the person who yeah. actually can can touch and remove that move that away because some of it might even be like yeah. I say miscommunication misunderstanding yeah. but we but we let it take root yeah 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 and so how do you deal with that then when when you come together and you still can't find a resolution a middle ground where you go hey we're we're meeting just the two of us to talk this through but mm. it's escalated and it's got worse what yeah. what do we do then in those situations. Yeah, I think if, if you follow the Matthew 18, 15 principles, which is core teaching for us as a church, is you go on your own, you know, and, and I'm going to say beneath that, I mean, it's not written there, but 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 from the from the whole context of Scripture and Jesus' teaching, you watch your heart, you watch your posture, you watch your tone, you watch the way you speak, all of that mm -hmm. common sense stuff. If you don't get any resolution, then the Bible then says, find someone else to come with you. Sometimes, and I've done this where I've asked someone to come and help me in a conversation with someone else who I'm in conflict with, because sometimes I need an interpreter and so do they, because I'm, I'm part of the conflict. And if I'm part of the conflict, I'm part of the problem as well as part of the solution. So I think that the wisdom teaching of Jesus is take someone else with you who's objective, who can help you guys interpret and say, actually, Leon, I don't think that's what Jane was trying to say. I think she said something different to what you're hearing. And I think that interpreter you know, is really, really uh, important. I mean, you know, we've got a whole bunch of Ukrainians at the moment in our church. Many of them don't speak English. So one of them does, and she sits with them, and she interprets, and she's helping them to understand. And I think sometimes in conflict, we all, we all need an interpreter, and that's the genius of the teaching of Jesus. Go on your own first. If that doesn't work, find someone objective, not your mate, not someone who's going to agree with you, but someone who's objective, and I think that's absolute gold, really. Yeah, and it takes it's not, the emotion up, it doesn't it? Yeah, you 
Yeah. And it's going into that that meeting, not going, this person who I'm bringing with me is just going to agree with everything yeah. that I say and back me up. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and making sure that that person is an independent, objective yeah. person, like you said, who's good, yeah. who's not going to take sides. And I've, I've sat there being that person. <laughs> and it, it's, it can be really hard to do. To, yeah. to, cause, but you have to help, as that person, you have to help both sides hear each other and say, I think what you're trying to say is this. Is that right? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Does that help you understand? Yes, it does. Okay. But what I need to hear is this. Okay. Can you, and it's like pulling, yeah. it's like right. pulling it out and almost like, almost trying to strip some of the emotion away to get mm-hmm. down to the, to the facts and the, and the, you know, the stuff that we, that we can, we can deal with. Cause yeah. a lot of the time in conflict, we want to go back in time, don't we? And like the yeah. only resolution is you go back in time and you don't say that. That's the only way I'll feel better. Well, mm. I can't do that. But yeah. what can we do? Let's find what can we do moving forward. There is yeah. as well some like de-escalation language that I'm sure Jane within Phase Trust, you guys are kind of helping young people to to develop and stuff. What what kind of things would you be talking to young people about in this kind of thing that we could learn from? I, I think the biggest thing is about um changing our language um, so that it becomes very much an I-based conversation rather than a you-based conversation. So rather than going out and saying you're this and you're that and you're this, it's like actually trying to um, open up um, a dialogue where you're going, actually, I felt this when you did that. Mm-hmm. And, and it creates some kind of bridge because Leon's right, you've both got to be coming um, together um, but the bridge has got to be strong enough to, to take the weight of the truth that you're going to put on there. And you're never going to do that by having attacking and animosity, you know, really aggressive kind of language, which we know a lot of young people speak in. And, yeah. and not just young people, adults do as well, you know, because you're coming from an emotive driver. So for me, the biggest thing that we talk about is is taking responsibility for what you feel, but finding a way of then telling that person how what they did made you feel, because actually a lot of conflict is feeling driven. Yeah. But so I'm not so it's so using your kitchen thing, it's not like, well, I'm angry because you didn't put the mustard back in the fridge or you didn't put the actually it's the feeling you got from that not being done mm. because it then kicked into something else as part of your character. So that's the biggest thing that we do is, is try and, and and even with our own staff is is try and have that dialogue with each other. Mm. Yeah. And it's avoiding like absolute words, like like yeah. you said earlier, you always or you never. never. Um, yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about was was timing. There are times when like like when I've just come in from work, now is that is not the time to address conflict with me because because I'm gonna fly off the handle or I'm gonna, you know, it's yeah. like when you feel blindsided, it's like I always find if I need to address conflict, I go. Can we find a space where we're going to talk about this rather than just, you know, Leon, if it's if it's about the, the level of music bouncing up to you straight after the end of the service when you've just preached your heart out and yeah. prayed for people and led ministry, and then yeah. I come bouncing up going, the music's too loud, rah, 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 or the music's too quiet. That's yeah. not the ideal space to meet you in that, is that? And, and, and so it's <laughs> your shake. For those listening, Leon is shaking his head, <laughs> take note. But it's... Yeah. It's fine. That, can I talk to you about this at, at some point? And I find for me that's really helpful because then I can go. I need to be in that space where I'm thinking about my language, where I'm not using right. emotives, 
uh, amount of language and I'm not using absolutes and stuff like that. I'm not going to get, I can go and I can have open hands and go, I'm yeah. not going to get defensive here because I'm coming prepared. I think often when we're blindsided by something, you, you, your default is to defend yourself and your yeah. reaction is, well, no, you're wrong, you're wrong and I'm right. And yeah. and we naturally go to that. Whereas when you when you time it right, um it it, it helps us to to get beyond that. Are there cases where you've done all the right things, you've used the de-escalation language, you've not used absolutes, you've met it's it's escalated, you've brought in an independent person and it's still not working out. What do we do then? Do we just keep going and keep trying and keep going around the houses? What how do we resolve that, Leon? I think that's a really great question. I mean, it depends how you're wired as well and and, and what it does to you yeah. and to your soul. Uh, as a person, you've got to know yourself in that. I I have tried very hard in some situations of conflict to restore and resolve. I can just, ones immediately come to my mind as I'm talking, where I did a lot of that going to the person. I brought another person in. I, do you know what I mean? You know, even when this person left out the orbit of, our relationship I still wanted to try and restore and in the end it wasn't happening and I thought I'd done everything that I could and then Romans 12 18 uh, says if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone so that's a really important phrase as far as it depends on you in my experience a lot of people don't do enough when it comes to conflict resolution but sometimes we do as much as we can and it still can't be resolved at that point I need to make sure I've forgiven the person. I, I need to make sure I'm working on the wounds that I've picked up and then I need to move on. What I can't do is keep dragging it back up. Do you know what I mean? I'll keep dragging it back up to other people. Do you know that person? You know, I did this because I've not forgiven them. If I'm dragging it back up, I haven't really forgiven them. So I think as far as it depends on you, the Bible says, live at peace with everyone. Do all that you can do and then you have to you have to move on. But moving on is about uh, making sure you're forgiven and keep forgiving because forgiveness is not an, a one-off act and making sure that you're dealing with your wounds because if you don't deal with your wounds your wounds will deal with you yeah. and, and, I, and I think that's really really important Jane anything to add on to that no I just think you know um, it's painful when that happens Andy yeah. because everything in your heart wants to wants to, to to restore something not necessarily you can never maybe sometimes reconcile it back to where it was before, yeah. but, but but you want to have some resolution um, and it's really painful. And I think for people who are watching and listening to this, please, you know, please be aware that even um, people like ourselves on this call feel the pain of conflict when we can't resolve it. Mm. You know, we're human. We, we're not perfect. We, we really want to have some resolution, but, um, but it's really important that we deal with our own pain. Yeah. Because if we don't, that pain goes somewhere. And then I don't want to become a hurting person that's hurting somebody else because or, or I'm seeing somebody else through the lens of the pain from that other person. And mm. I think especially in our church where, you know, we're growing, there's, you know, loads of people coming in with from loads of areas of life, loads of different experiences. You know, I can't risk not dealing with something in me that's going to stop me helping somebody else right. come to some kind of resolution and, and relationship with Jesus for them. So yeah. that's my biggest driver when it comes. Once I've got over the, oh, I wish, I wish, you have to for the sake of the rest of the people, the rest of the body, yeah. or, the, or yeah. people in the future that you're going to interact mm -hmm. with. There's a really tricky aspect to this, I think, 
that like the words forgive and forget come together. But actually, you can forgive without forgetting. And, yeah. and I think like if if your point of conflict reaches a point where it can't be resolved, I do think there is a point where you need to learn from it. Like like I've sat with so many young people who've been hurt by friendships and they've been like they've just made themselves into a doormat that they've just gone off, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive. And they go back into that friendship and you're like, but this hasn't been resolved and the same thing yeah. keeps happening. Maybe it's time you look for other friends and try to find friends yeah. that are going to help you more in this. And that yeah. almost feels trivial. It's hard when you're thinking about that when it comes to a marriage and, and yeah. how you learn from that and how you move on from that and how you you learn and go, okay, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let God deal with the pain, but I also need to protect myself from future pain yeah. and how we do that. I don't know whether you've got anything to add. That that wasn't in the script, Leon, but I, I'm just kind of yeah, throwing no, it there I, as, I, as it's coming up. I think up. That's, really, that's really true because I think forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. They're yeah. different things. You can forgive someone and say, do you know what? It's not right for me to be in, in a relationship with you but I can still forgive you. And and I mean, we haven't got the time to go into the depths of that, but but they are two different concepts mm-hmm. uh, and two different realities. And I'm not sure about the forgive and forget anyway, really, because I don't. we don't forget, but we can still not forgive. Um, and sometimes it's not right to forget in one sense because we, we want to learn from our mistakes. You know, we, we don't want to be held by them, but we want to learn by them, you know, and people... People bounce out of one bad relationship into another, into another, because they don't learn from their mistakes, you know, and we all are like that. So I think that's really true. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Sometimes the relationship won't be like it was before and you have to grieve the loss of that. Yeah. But it can still be something, but it may be not be what it was before, you know, and I think that's that's a growth thing in time, I think, as well. I think... Um if you're going to deeper conflicts like like marital ones or relationship ones, mm. part of the issue there is the fact that we never deal with stuff early enough. No. So I would imagine that a lot of the time when huge conflicts come to you, Leon, or to the elders, it's like it, it's escalated yeah. Oh, yeah. off a page where, you know, if somebody had come like, you know, six months earlier or yeah. even a year earlier when they first started to, to feel some kind of um, disconnect or, or tension or friction and then said hey can we just have a conversation with something like do you you know I'm just I'll, I'll talk about Sunday about um about one of the best things about in a relationship with is that it, it, it brings us out of isolation yeah. we can say me as well me too you know mm-hmm. and I think there's something really powerful about those words um in, in, in a body and but we don't we think it's going to go away tomorrow or if we do something if we behave a different way it's going it's to, because what we're trying to do is change that person. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do to change anybody. Yeah. I can just change me. And so I think, I bet you wish loads of time, mate, they just think, oh, if you'd have come like six months earlier or oh, yeah. you know, we'll be having a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I want to wrap up our time. Um, uh, I'm aware, like, people may be listening, thinking, I, I need to get to work now. I want to carry on listening or wherever you're listening to this. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Like, mm-hmm. have you found this helpful? If you're watching on the video, comment down below. Let us know what was helpful. Um, please do get in touch um, via the relevant social media or emails. Tell us if you found this helpful. I just want to know from, from Leon and Jane, and I'll share as well, what's something that somebody else has said in this in this discussion that uh, that you are like taking home that you think, wow, that, that really impacted me? I'm going to come to you first, Leon. Okay. 
I think I think what James said about I can't remember exactly the words, but about when you come together, making sure the bridge is strong enough, you know, to 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 have that conflict. I think that's really important. It kind of reminds me of just I think as Christians, the value of unity, especially in the church, is so important. I remember years ago a guy talking on this, and he had he had a teddy bear. He came on the stage with a teddy bear, and he started to rip the legs off the teddy bear. And he started to rip the, the, the arms off and then he ripped the head off the teddy bear and he did it so dramatically. It was, it was honestly, it was really shocking. And his point was, this is what we do to the body of Christ. This is what we do to each other wow. when we gossip, when we slander, when we don't deal with conflict. And I think when you have that as a value, you know, that, com- that unity is the thing Jesus prayed for more than anything. That's a bridge that's strong enough. So I can fall out with you and you can fall out with me. But the bridge that's strong enough is the unity that Jesus prayed for. So I, I, that, that, just that image of that bridge and then again that teddy bear thing. But it's what Jane said about the bridge. That's got to be strong enough and that's more important than anything else. So I'll take that away with me. Jane, what I, I, I had one until you mentioned the teddy bear because that's just completely <laughs> like totally reordered what my thinking, you know, and I think... Yeah. I think there's loads of things I take away from this because I think it's such a rich, rich topic. And it, and if we get it right in the church, what yeah. what a what a community value right. we're, we're we're showing. Uh, and so I think that with the teddy bear just there, just totally, yeah. I mean, not that I'm going to use it like and rip up everybody's, but I think the image of that is is really powerful because yeah. it is. And and then what part am I playing still? Yeah. As you know, as old as I am, and, and as long as Christian as I've been, I can still find myself being the one that's ripping somebody's leg or armor. Yeah, and so it's it's the distance between me realizing that and then doing something healthily yeah. about it. That, so that just what you just said there, mate. Not that anything you said, everything else you said was great, but that just totally changed my my order of things. Yeah, I think I think for me that the what Leon said about like we want to be understood, but we hardly ever seek to understand. And actually, mm. like, in, <laughs> I can think of loads of points of conflict where I've just wanted them to understand how I felt and what I was doing and what I was up to. And I, I'm, I'm not bothered about how they felt and what they were trying to do. I want them to yeah. understand what I was doing. And actually to flip that is such a, such a challenge uh, when it goes into these. Well, thank you so much, mm. Leon and Jane, for your time. And thank you for Thanks, listening. Lee. And, you know, if you enjoyed it, if you found it valuable, let us know, but also share it. Why don't you send it to somebody, um, even, you know, who's not a Christian and you think, hey, you might find this helpful in your workplace, maybe a friend who's chatted to you about somebody that's doing their head in. Why not share this if you find it helpful? And um, we would love to hear you. But that about wraps it up for our Our House podcast slash vodcast special. Enjoy your day.